Hey guys, how are you doing? I am in a fantastic mood. So about a week ago, I had my surgery. I'm, I am so glad that, um, that I don't need to take any more of those stupid painkillers. You know, the, they gave me Percocet for the pain and I'll, I'll be honest, I needed it. But I don't need it anymore, which is fantastic because, <clears throat> sorry, I just got back from a walk. And if you heard that grinding of metal, I, I, I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, too much information, you know, TMI alert. I, I'm glad that I don't have to take the pain meds anymore because, um, sorry, I just, I just whacked the microphone because those painkillers make you constipated. They prevent you from being able to poop. <laughs> and I have been two days without them and I must have lost about eight pounds. No joke. And it feels great because, because all of that stuff being stuck in my colon was applying pressure to my sensitive uterus because surprise, surprise, the polyp was gone, but she took out a bunch of scar tissue from when I had my cesarean. So, so yes, that whole area was just in pain and... You know, having extra stuff in there, not the most comfortable thing in the world, but the weird thing that I experienced is while I was under anesthesia, I had no recollection of anything. And I know that my doctor went up my hoo-ha, you know, just like a regular pap smear. And knowing that that was done to me feels really weird. I, I know my doctor. I trust my doctor. I gave consent for my doctor to do that. But knowing that I was not, knowing that that was done to me when I was not conscious oddly feels weird. Um, I, I can't say that that is exactly what it would be like for a woman who has been date raped because obviously she's not giving her consent. I gave my consent. I knew it was going to happen. And, you know, I saw the instruments out indicating that that would come. So I, I don't know what a woman, you know, who's been date raped goes through. Um, I, I have talked to women who have been date raped and they found it very, very traumatic. And it's weird. The 
I, I was raped rather violently. I don't know if I've touched on this before because I, I create so many episodes and I delete so many episodes. <laughs> um, it would just blow your mind, I'm sure. Anyway, um, I, I was violently raped by someone who was about a foot taller than me and outweighed me by almost 100 pounds. And I fought that motherfucker. I lost, but I fought him. And afterwards, when I was traumatized, um, he's like, aren't you going to spend the night? And I'll, I'll tell you, I was, I wanted to leave right then and there. But I, he had conditioned me through our conversations beforehand um, that I was afraid of how he would further traumatize me if I didn't do what he said. So I stayed. And I know that he did that to... I know that he planned to rape me when he did. And when he said, aren't you going to spend the night? That was his way of, you know, if I'd left right then and there, I, you know, it would be easier for, for him to, or it would be easier for me to claim to the police, hey, I was raped. And, but if, if I stayed the night then it would be easier for him to say, oh, well, if, if I really raped her, if I really traumatized her as bad as she claims, why did she spend the night with me then? And I hope that law enforcement is more aware now that, I mean, when you've been traumatized, you kind of go on autopilot. You don't, I, I wasn't really there and I was doing what I needed to, like very little had to be said to me for me to obey. I was just, I was that traumatized. Um, but I hope that law enforcement is more aware of like the psychiatric bullshit that people go through when they've been traumatized like that and And are less likely to, you know, victim blame. But I, I know, I know for a fact, based on many things that I've read, that law enforcement has a long way to go. But if you are one of those people that have been violently brutalized, um, it's not your fault. Those 
motherfuckers are evil and they scheme so that they can get away with it. Because they don't want their fun to end. And I also have talked to women that have been raped and and it seems like after after a woman is raped or a man I'm sorry if you're if you're a guy listening to this and you've been through if you've been through rape I am so sorry I know it can happen to men too and I do not know if men have the same reaction that it seems women have um, the reactions that I've seen in women, they, um, they either abstain from sex, they like completely avoid it, or they go the opposite way and they have sex with everyone they can. Now, I went that way. I had sex with a lot of people. Um, like, if you're wondering how many a lot is, uh, I'm in triple digits. And it wasn't because that's what I wanted. Um, I, I realized that when I had sex with all those people. I was, I was attempting to feel empowered during sex instead of helpless. You know, it was, it was my reactionary way of trying to get my power back. I should have yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to abuse myself by saying what I should have. Um, what I wish I had known that I needed to do. I wish I had known that in order to feel empowered again, I wish I had known that I really should have pressed charges against that motherfucker, but I was too afraid and I was too afraid of how he would further victimize me. And I wish, I wish that I had gotten some very good therapy. The, eventually I, I stopped having sex with a bunch of random ass people. And it was amazing that I didn't catch a venereal disease from that. Um, thank you, God. But when my ex-husband left, when he called it quits on our marriage, the way he did it was so emotionally and psychologically painful 
that I started having night terrors, reliving that rape. And I started having um, anxiety attacks when I would try to be intimate with a man. I mean, I had countless encounters without anxiety attacks, but it was like that one bit of trauma made me realize that I had been suppressing everything from when I was raped. And it was so bad for me that I couldn't even handle the word rape. Like, it just made me want to vomit. Like, it felt like... like cut glass going down my spine or something. It's just like the word itself felt like a violation. And it wasn't like, I'm, I'm not one that is really good at doing therapy with my feelings. You know, I just don't give a shit to talk about my feelings and unless there is something that is so emotionally uncomfortable that I avoid the subject altogether. And I am not aware of avoiding, like I just very smoothly will change the subject and And so I I don't even know that I'm avoiding something that is emotionally uncomfortable for me. So unless I have a really good therapist, I need someone who can, who can give me the logic of it. And when I finally sought help for that rape, because I had to get those night terrors to stop. I mean, I, I would fall asleep and I would wake up four hours later in the midst of reliving it. I'd get it to stop and I'd fall asleep only to wake up like another hour and a half later, reliving it again. And it was just those nights I never got very much sleep. And then I saw a therapist and I explained how I ended up at that asshole's house and I, I told her every logical argument about why I was responsible for it. And she, she told me it was bullshit. You know, all the reasons why I thought I was to blame. She told me it was bullshit. And, and she had a good reason. She, she showed me how he knew what he was doing, how it was very intentional, how he, he knew that I was weak, not that I was weak, but that I was vulnerable because I had just gotten out of an abusive relationship and I was looking for someone who would make me feel safe and secure. And she also told me how I could feel empowered enough that the, the nightmares would stop. And, and she was right because my, my night terrors had to do with the fact that at the time 
I, the nights that I had the night terrors were the nights that my son wasn't at home. So I could not make sure that he was okay. And it was the most powerless feeling that I'd had since being raped. And so it was manifesting itself as those rape nightmares. And so I found a way to get my power back for those moments, but it didn't stop the PTSD altogether. That has been a, an eight years. Well, yeah, we'll say eight years long battle and keep in mind, um, when I say eight years, when I was raped, it was about 20 years ago. And so for the past eight years, I have been too afraid to really be physically intimate with anyone because <laughs> I just, just the thought, you know, trying to get close to someone, I, I have had full blown panic attacks where, you know, the only thing that would soothe me was, you know, wrap me up like a burrito and let me hyperventilate and all the snot comes out of my head. Oh, it's an ugly sight. But I, I, that, that was my reality, trying to become close to someone. And I hated it. I mean, like, and I worked, I worked, I, I got therapy. I got EMDR therapy, which is, if you have, don't know what that is, look it up. It's, it's a way of reprogramming the mind, like almost desensitizing the, the mind to the painful memory. Um, it's the only way I know how to describe it, but, um, it was very helpful. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that I guess I was so damn stubborn at wanting to be fucked up that while I was able to um, heal, like sex didn't... Like, my anxiety stopped being about, you know, if I was going to be raped. And it then became anxiety about having a panic attack, which in itself triggered an anxiety attack, which is not nearly as bad as a full-blown panic attack. It's much more mild all the snot stayed in my head. Um, but it's still, like, it would freak a guy out to the point that, you know, I would not hear from him again. And, and the funny thing is, it's only getting to know someone intimately, initially, that made me like that. 
I because I know that eventually he sticks around. I'm not going to have that anxiety about having an anxiety attack and then him abandoning me. It, so I knew it was just a temporary thing, but trying to find a guy who was patient and understanding in this hookup culture, that's damn near impossible. And, you know, I mean, because guys are looking for a quick bang. They're not looking for... I mean, yes, there are plenty of guys out there looking for relationships, but if you find them on a dating site, it's, you know, a lot of times you're going to find a guy who just wants to hook up and it has nothing to do with your value. It's just, it's his priorities. And I didn't know how to comfortably convey, hey, that's not what I'm looking for. You know, if that's what you're after, good luck to you, but you're going to have to find it somewhere else. Um, like, I didn't know how to say that. I didn't know how to be okay with that. So I would try and force myself into, you know, into bed with him. Like, hey, maybe if I put out enough he'll he'll grow to like me or whatever and he'll stick around and i i thought i had to have that on his terms and i don't know what i have done in the past i mean i've done a lot of work on myself in the past several months and when i say the past several months i'm i'm really like over february okay so Maybe the past 10 months, I've, I have worked on myself a lot. And I, somewhere in there, became very comfortable with me. And I became very comfortable with expressing what I want from someone. I... I became very comfortable if this guy isn't what I'm after all right good let's get him out of the way and and move on to the next one uh, yeah I'm on a dating website right now um, and I became very comfortable expressing my boundaries like <laughs> Like the other day, um, well, okay, about a week ago, I started talking to somebody. He saw me walking my dog, started chatting me up, gave him my number. We chatted. And he was really nice. He was like, do you need anything after I had my surgery? Yeah, he would ask several days in a row. And I'm I'm one of those, yeah, I'm not going to take anything from you because I'm going to kind of assume that if you are eager to give me something, it's going to have strings attached, you know? It's just, I don't know if that's healthy or not. It's just, that's kind of my, my view. If you are just determined... Like, I don't know you, and you're just determined to give me something. 
I assume it has strings. So I kind of, no, thanks, no, thanks, no, thanks. Well, the other day he was driving his car and he stopped to chat me up, but he pulled too far ahead and I, he stopped his car and I'm waiting for him to throw it in reverse because I'm headed in the opposite direction and it's easier for him to back his car up. Well, that motherfucker said, come. Like, I'm some dog. <laughs> you know what? I have never been so proud of myself in my life. I walked up to that. I'm like, don't. I walked up to his door. I'm like, don't you dare speak to me that way. I don't know where that came from. I mean, I, I know that that is confidence that I have built up over these many months. But I have never like just automatically knee-jerk reaction is to how how dare you speak to me that way don't you do that and that motherfucker who thought he was so badass backed down like a pansy ass bitch in no time because you know what assholes that treat you like that are really fucking cowards they really are he was like i didn't say it like that i was like come like an invitation the fuck no you said come like i was some bitch and he clearly did not understand that when i told him that i'm not i'm not a submissive he clearly did not understand that i am a very powerful woman and when i say i am a powerful woman it means i know my worth and i am willing to stand up for my worth because little pansy-ass coward motherfuckers. Please, just, if you haven't done it yet, just do it once in your life. It feels great. It'll make you laugh for blocks. Blocks meaning, you know, when you're walking and you, oh God. I mean, I'm still, and that, that, that chicken motherfucker has not shown his ass around since he hasn't texted me he has like he has vanished you can't talk to me like that motherfucker so the reason i am in such a good mood today is because i i have been talking to this guy for a year i don't know him very well but I guess I kind of decided I liked him somewhere along the point on, you know, over the past year. And he came over today and this, I'll call it our second date, even though today wasn't really a date. It was just, you know, the second time that I saw him in person. And, you know, we, we fooled around a little bit. We didn't go very far because I'm not allowed to have anything in my vagina, even I'm not no tampons, nothing up there for six weeks. So, like, I didn't even get undressed, but it was just a little bit of you know fun. And I knew that from I don't know, just like. I didn't have any angst today. I felt safe and secure the whole time. 
And I don't know why. Because, you know, it's not the number of times that I've been around him. Because I've been around other guys more. And I've known that they wouldn't hurt me. And I still felt anxious enough to the point that I had an anxiety attack. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe what it is, because the only thing that makes sense to me is that I know my worth and I'm willing to stand up for myself and express my boundaries very clearly. And I expect them to be honored. I don't know. I, I can't figure out why. I didn't feel anxious, but I am just so excited that, you know, this, this encounter today, I didn't think about being anxious once. Not only did I not think about being anxious once, it didn't occur to me until hours later that I felt safe the entire time. And I don't know if it's that guy. And I don't know if it's all the changes that I've made. But I, I, have, I have a suspicion it is, it is what I've done for me. Because I don't. I don't trust someone else to ensure my safety. And what I mean by that is I don't, I used to place my faith in other people that I would have enough money to buy groceries or that, you know, they would just automatically know where, where to stop when I felt comfortable. And and now I've gotten to a point where I know I got this. I got this. And it's, God, is it a great feeling. It is a great feeling to know that I might have a very healthy sex life again. A robust sex life. Because I don't know about you, but I kind of like it. Sex is fun. Have you ever noticed that when you have really good sex with someone, like the next day you feel like you can clean? (laughs) Okay, so you don't have ADHD. Cleaning, not my thing. Like my goal is to earn enough money that I can afford a maid and a professional organizer to come in like three times a year, help me keep things on track. And that is, that is my goal. And 
But I've just noticed that when when you have great sex with someone and you're just happy and you can just you can just get shit done. And damn, it would be nice where I could get that regularly. I mean, it really would. So if you've been raped, if you've been date raped, or if you've been violently raped, or anything in between, do me a favor. Don't say, oh, it wasn't as bad as yours. I mean, yeah, my, my, the way I was raped. By, by the way, I need to go on a tangent because that's me. I do tangents. I want the language to stop about rape and rapists. I refuse to call that motherfucker my rapist. I'm going to put the action on him instead of taking ownership for him. For example, instead of my rapist... As in, I own that motherfucker. He's stuck with me. I'm going to put the action on him. The motherfucker that raped me. See? Action's on him. He's far away. This is the language that it needs to be. We need to put that action back on those heinous sons of bitches. And then, my rape. Nope, it's not my rape. The rape I survived. Sure. Yep. That I'm, I'm good with, but I'm not owning that rape. I'm not keeping that rape. That is for somebody else and it's not for me. But if you, if you find yourself saying, well, the rape I survived wasn't as bad as what other people went through. Fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. If you have been victimized and brutalized, it doesn't matter if you were conscious or not doesn't matter if it was violent or not. It never should have happened to you. It is not your fault. And I hope that you will be brave enough to go get help. And if you're not feeling brave enough yet, that is fine. I, I know what that's like. But... I hope you will get help and I hope you will press charges against that bastard, that fucking evil psychopathic son of a bitch, because if you can put all of that bullshit back on that motherfucker and, and have that motherfucker pay the consequences, even even if he's like Brock Turner and only gets a couple of months in jail, did he even serve one? To be able to like look that son of a bitch in the face and say, this is your fault. This is you doing wrong. This is not my fault. 
Like, there is something so empowering in that. And I'm hoping that if you are willing to do that for yourself, that you won't have to have those fucking nightmares because they suck. Oh, God, do they suck. And you won't have to go through that period of time where you need, like, Valium just to have sex. Ugh. No, I never had sex on Valium. But if you've if you've gone through that and you can you can get to a point where you you've like freed yourself. I want that for you. You deserve that. And I want you to have that. And I hope it doesn't take you 20 years. Because that's a a lot of years to like re-injure yourself. And I I don't want that for you. I want you to be free now, sooner. Before it like sets in and festers and then you have to lance it and all that nasty emotional pus comes draining out because that sucks. It's gross. It stinks. But. Love yourself to respect your timeline. Love yourself enough to be brave enough to stick up for yourself please because when you carry that pain around you end up bleeding on people that never stabbed you I sure have done a lot of that I probably scared so many men with all the snot coming out of my face (laughs) I, I hope you don't have to go through that Alright. I'm gonna let you go. But it was good talking to you. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that this was my follow-up episode because, you know, I tried recording an episode for my birthday. I tried recording an episode for Valentine's Day. All of it. It was all garbage. I've tried so many times, but I'm glad... This one I'm keeping. I like this one. So I hope you guys are doing well. I'm sorry that I've been absent. But I had my surgery and I'm feeling good. So I will talk to you later. I got to go get the kid off to bed. Well, I have to. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's 845. So all right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.